this time that uh, the Lord is, uh, is taking us uh, back into the scriptures. And, and this morning we want to go into the book of Genesis chapter number 26. We're going to start in uh, the book of Genesis chapter number 26. Genesis chapter number 26. Uh, God has really been taking us down a pathway uh, in, in, in his uh, word. Uh, revealing things to us and, and, and make things a little bit deeper and a greater depth. Um, we'd like to say uh, and give a shout out to our uh, sister church that's in Liberia with Pastor Lawrence and Anthony and the church family. Uh, we'd like to uh, remind each of us that they are, have embarked upon a 21-day fasting and praying, and it started last Monday. So those of you that can and would, please uh, fast from something. Amen. Whatever you enjoy doing the most. And I think for most of uh, uh, America, I think what they need to be fasting from is them cell phones. Amen. Amen. Fast from the cell phones. If you're going to hurt anybody, you take their cell phone. And <laughs> that, that brings about a difference. So, but they're sleeping over in, in their church uh, there uh, in, in Liberia and, and on a 21 day of fasting and praying. And it's for the entire ministry. It's for House of Destiny here in the United States as well as the House of Destiny there in, in Africa. So we're just thankful and grateful God put it on their heart to fast and pray. Uh, and we're going to see at the end of, I think it's, it's going to end on the first Sunday in May, which is amazing. It's going to end on our Friends and Family Day. Uh, so we're thankful and we're grateful for that. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to begin in our text in Genesis chapter number 26. And we're going to begin reading verse number 1. Verse number 1, Genesis chapter number 26. Verse number 1 says, And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac. Um, he went into Amalek, king of the Philistines, unto Jerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Verse 3 says, Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Gracious God of Heavenly Father, we ask now that you just take us, use us for your glory. We pray, Father God, for your covering, and we pray, Lord God, for your anointing. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, he will come and he will speak to us, Lord God. And, Father God, we rebuke the devourer right now. We rebuke Satan, every demonic force, every evil spirit. We, we cancel your assignment right now in the name of Jesus. For God himself rules and reigns in this place and also within our lives. And we thank you right now, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Uh, this morning we want to talk about uh, uncommon harvest and an uncommon ground. Uh, uncommon harvest and an uncommon ground. Normally when, when we, when we uh, deal with this text in Genesis chapter number 26, oftentimes people begin to think about money. I mean, they think, okay, the preacher going to start talking about money. No. Um, God has a way of revealing things to us through the scripture, something that's, that's different. And so when we began to look at verse number one, it talks about there was a famine in the land 
beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Now, a famine is, is like a drought or a lack of something, uh, the deficiency of something. Um, it's something is needed. But it says that uh, there's a second famine, and this second famine, a second drought or, or the lack of, of, um, of provisions, and let me put it that way, it also came in the time of, of Isaac's life. Now, we have to understand when we look at it, Abraham really is symbolic of our faith. Okay? It's symbolic of our faith. When you, when you look at Hebrews chapter number 11, it talks about Abraham and it talks about how he sojourned and it talks about how he was called uh, from, from a place into a land where God was going to tell him exactly where he was going to go once he arrived. So when I looked at this and I said, okay, if Abraham is symbolic of our faith, that famine had nothing really to do with food or money. It had something to do with our faith. Okay. But he also says that he, 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 uh, that Isaac, now Isaac, the word Isaac there in the Hebrew, Isaac means laughter. So when you think about laughter, you think about joy. Now I do anyway, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay? So when you look at whenever our faith is, has a problem in our faith and something is lacking in our faith and when our joy is, is not where it needs to be because, see, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Whenever there's a lacking, we will find ourselves going down the wrong road. Amen? We'll go down the wrong road because there's a deficiency. Now, it talks about how when, when Isaac, he wept, he goes into Amalek. Now, Amalek, the, the meaning of Amalek is, 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 is like a, a rulership, but what happened is it means to ascend to the throne. It, um, it also means that um, there's a, a time in our life when something ascends, and sometimes we may ascend to the wrong place. So now, here it is, he's going down the same path as his father went. Remember now, we're looking at Abraham being symbolic of our faith. There's a deficiency. When you look at chapter number 20 in Genesis chapter, uh, in Genesis chapter number 20, you found that when, when Isaac, when there was a famine in that land, what he does is he takes a trip, but he goes to Gerar, but he also ends up in Egypt, a place that God did not tell him to go to. Okay? So when our faith is lacking, or our, when our joy is, uh, of the Lord is not our strength, we will find ourselves going down the wrong path. Amen? So here it is. He's following the same path. Joy is following the same path as faith. Because whenever something is lacking uh, in, in, in faith or joy, we will take the wrong road. Amen? But then he says, uh, the God speaks to Isaac and he tells him to go to Jerah. Now, Jerah is very interesting. And... Uh, we also have to understand that he talks about the king of the Philistines. Now, the Philistines, uh, the Hebrew meaning for Philistine or Philistine, it means immigrants. It means rolling in the dust. It's like war without a home. That's why we had to be careful because, see, our body is the temple of God. 
Now, if, if Satan, which is uh, um, the immigrants, is the vices of our flesh, if Satan does not have a home, if he is a spirit, he's looking for a home. Amen? So if, if we are not what we need to be in God, then we will become Satan's home. Amen? Because he's a spirit, so he's got to live somewhere. So he's always trying to, to live in our temple. Amen? But God speaks to, to our, he will speak to our joy, and he will tell us, go to the place of Jerusalem. Now, when I began to, to, to uh, research and began to look at the word Jerah, Jerah has some strange meanings. It, it, Jerah means to, to slowly meditate. But the first thing it brought up was a rolling country. Then it brought up um, the chewing of the cud, as far as the definition of Jerah, chewing of the cud. And when you think about the chewing of a cud, you're thinking about animals, Okay. There are some animals that can chew lightly and swallow, but yet still, once it's swallowed, it can bring that cud back up again and re and chew it. So now God say on the spiritual realm, Jerah means to slowly meditate, to to consider your thoughts. Uh, it, it it is a place of meditation. Um, it's also a place where. Promises of birth. You see, whenever we begin to meditate in our minds, uh, automatically things begin to be rebirthed while we're meditating. So here it is. God says, now I want to take you to a place of solitude. Some people think solitude is not good. But when you go into a place of meditation, you have to have solitude. Solitude. So he's saying to him, he said, now, in order for you to regain what you've lost, you've got to go by the way of Jerah. And Jerah is a temporary place. You're not going to hang out there. It's just temporal. And the reason why it's temporal is because you're trying to meditate on the Lord. See, in order for us to, to, to not go down the wrong path, we have to meditate on the Word of God because the Philistine spirit that's in all of us, uh, those vices of the flesh, they always want to rule. Amen? All right, now, looking at verse number 2 in Genesis uh, 26, it says, And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. So God says, in, in, a, in a famine, when our faith is weak, when, 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 when our strength is not the joy of the Lord, God said, don't go by the way of the world. Don't go by Egypt. Um, he says, do not go to a place of limitations or a place of restrictions because that's what Egypt uh, uh, represents. Anytime our faith is weak, we will follow the way of the world when there's a deficiency. But here God is saying, he's, he's speaking to our joy. He says, now don't go to where your dad went. You know, the way your dad went because his faith got weak, he went the wrong, he took the wrong turn. So now he's saying, do not go that way. You don't go that way. You're the son. The joy of the Lord that's within you. He said, because there's a famine, there's a spiritual famine, and sometime in all of our lives we encounter a spiritual famine. You know, when our faith don't operate the way it should. Amen. You know, when we're not always on cue. I don't know about y'all. I'm not always on cue. Sometimes I believe and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm trusting God. Next thing you know, I didn't got it back from the Lord. Amen. You've you, you done that too, sister. I, I mean, I've done that many times over. Amen. 
So what he said, he, he said to him, he said, now, whenever things happen within our lives, he says, now, I want you to dwell in that place of meditation. I want you to begin to turn those things over and over and over in your mind until something is birthed on you on the inside. Amen. It's got to be birthed. Amen. Now, verse number three says, then he tells him, he says, sojourn. So more, sojourn there means to dwell there. It's a temporary place. It's not a permanent resident. He says, sojourn in this land and I will be with thee. Now, it's strange that God would tell tell him as well as us that we are to sojourn or we are to dwell in a place where it's a drought. That's, to me, that don't make any kind of sense. That's a famine. That's a deficiency. But he says to him, I want you to sojourn there. I want you to dwell there. And the reason why is because I want you to begin to meditate on my word day and night, turn it over and over and over in our mind until we can birth that which God has on the inside. Amen. So he says, sojourn there. Then the Bible goes on to say, he gives a promise. He says, and I will be with thee. First promise. How, how many times when we've gone through some things, we've asked God, God, are you really there? You know, God will always be with us. No matter what is going on with our lives, he is always there. God is always there. We will leave God, but God will not leave us. Amen. So he's a, he's a promise. He's a promise now. Even though it may look difficult, God says, what I want you to understand, I'm going to bless you right there. And I said, God, that's, that's a strange thing to say. Now, you're going to bless me in, in, in my difficult times. Not only does he say, I will bless thee, he said, I will bless thee for unto thee and to thy seed. Anything that's connected to us, the offsprings of the promise that God has given us that we're going to birth. Then God says, I'm going to bless that as well. But you've got to follow the instructions. He said, don't go to a place of limitations and do not go to a place of restrictions because the world, all the world does is gives us restrictions. Amen. That's why I always believe that we should always be entrepreneurs. I don't know where this comes from, but it did. Amen. Holy Spirit just brought this one. Because when you can become an entrepreneur, you decide how much money you're going to make, right? But if we, if we find ourselves on, on a job for man, man decides how much money we're going to make, right? Unless we're working overtime, he still decides how much we're going to make, right? Because after we make a certain amount, then the government gets the rest, the bulk of it, right? So that's really also a place of limitations, a place of restrictions. But somehow or another, we have not yet arrived to that place of being having enough confidence and being an entrepreneur, owning our own. Amen. But God is able. Amen. But watch what happens in a time of famine when we follow what God says. Looking at verse number 12, knowing, knowing the condition, knowing that all around it seems like it's just dry, nothing's happening. Uh, faith not working. She not have enough joy from, from day to day or from, from point A to point B. But look what he says to do in the time of famine. Verse number 12 now, uh, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land. In the time of a famine, it's a time of planting. To sow something means to, to plant something. So what am I going to plant? You're going to plant your faith. You're going to plant your faith. See, you're, going, you're looking for a harvest, but this is an uncommon ground. 
Look, the, the ground is the, the ground is, is dry. Nothing is producing. But God says, plant your faith right there. Well, God, that don't make sense to me. But He's God, and I'm who I am. Amen. So that makes a big difference. Amen. So He says, plant your faith. Plant your faith in that land. What land? The land where God is saying, where you are going to meditate, turn things over in your mind, uh, where you're going to begin to to birth those things that God has placed within your temple. God I said, dwell there day and night. He said, He says, dwell there. Then the Bible goes on to say in verse number 12, He says, Then Isaac sowed, he planted his faith in that land. And watch what happens when we plant our faith, even though it does not look like it's a good ground. He says that, and received after he sowed, and received in the same year, how much? A hundredfold. Now, when you look at it, and it doesn't look like it's going to produce anything, how in the world can you get a hundredfold out of something that looks like it's nothing? <laughs> but he operated in faith. He operated. He, God has given us all, a, the Bible says, a certain measure of faith. See, what we have to do is take that certain measure and begin to operate. See, most times people always say, well, we're asking God, God, increase my faith, increase my faith. God said, use the faith that you got because you're not using the faith that you have. He said, I've already given you a certain measure of faith. He said, now you use that faith. You plant it, and whatever it is you, you're desiring to, to see come forth. He said, you, you, you plant that faith, that, that certain measure that you have. And watch what happens. Now, just think about what you desire, what, what's in your heart. Then, all of a sudden, it's going to come back a hundredfold. I mean, it's going to reach its fullest potential when we take that little amount of faith. Because he talked about a mustard seed, a grain of a mustard seed. That kind of faith. He said, plant that kind of faith. You'll get a harvest of a hundredfold. Now, to me, that is an uncommon harvest and uncommon ground. It's a drought, but you're releasing your faith, and you get a harvest out of something that's not. As nothing is there, but because you've instituted the, um, the, your faith, you you move forward in your faith. Now he says a hundredfold. Let me show you something interesting. Let's go to Psalms thirty-seven. Psalms thirty-seven. Psalms thirty-seven. Psalms thirty-seven. Remember now, we're talking about faith and joy. We're talking about Abraham and Isaac. We talk about that symbolic of our faith and, and, and our joy. Amen. Make, following what the Lord says. Psalms chapter number 37. Amen. Our verses we're going to read was 18 and 9, but I'm going to read verse 16 for, for, the, for, for us. Amen. For us. Because sometimes when we, we don't, we think we've got to have a whole lot, you know, in order to say God is moving and operating out of our life. That's not so. Verse number 16 in Psalms 37 says, A little that a righteous man hath is better than what? The riches of many wicked. The little that a righteous man hath, the Bible says it is better than the riches of many wicked. I, you can have a little bit as long as you're righteous. God says you got it going on. <laughs> It's, it's better than what all the riches that the wicked have. Amen? Because one thing I do know, the Bible talks about how wealth, riches, we can take flight. You know, it can take wings and go away. It'll, it'll go. Amen? God will blow on it. Amen? 
Now, verse number 18 in, in, in the same chapter of the book of Psalms, 37, it says, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be where? Forever. What God gives to the upright, to the righteous, it is forever. You know, no matter what it looks like, what God has for us, as we sung that song, God's got a blessing. See, that thing is personal. <laughs> you, know, you know, we can say for somebody else, but we got to believe for ourselves. Now, look at that verse number 19. It says, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And we are living in evil days. And the latter part is what we want to really focus on. It says, and in the days of what? Famine, they shall be satisfied. So God says in our drought, in our dry season, if we do what he says, operate in that spirit of Jerah, God says, you're going to be satisfied. See, see, when we begin to meditate on the word of God and think of the goodness of God, you know, and when we begin to give God praise and glory and, and honor for all that he's done and all that he's, he's kept us from and, and, and the things that even that could have come upon us, you know, uh, we need to give him praise and glory. God says, you're going to be satisfied. When everybody's going like him, God says, you're going to be satisfied. Hallelujah. In a famine. I mean, in a famine, God said, you are going to be satisfied. I said, wonderful, Lord. Wonderful. Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Amos. We're going to move, travel a little bit. Let's go to the book of Amos. Book of Amos. Amos is right. If you find uh, Old Testament, you go to the book of Dan Daniel. Uh, then uh, right before Daniel, you've got Hosea. And right before Hosea, you've got Amos. So if you can find the book of Daniel uh, and, and you move through Hosea, and then you'll be able to come to the book of Amos. Amen. It's Old Testament. Amen. The book of Amos. Because we're talking about an uncommon harvest and an uncommon ground. Uncommon harvest and an uncommon ground. Talking about faith, in essence, you know, faith and our joy. And not to take it to the world. Amen. Because sometimes we will take our faith and, and, and think that uh, the world has more to offer us, but the world does not. The world is a place of restrictions and limitations. Amen. All right. Are we there? In the book of Amos, book of Amos chapter number 8. Amos chapter number 8. Amos chapter number 8. We're going to see some very interesting things here. Amos chapter number 8. Are we there? Amos chapter number 8. Beginning with verse number 11. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a what? So who's sending the famine? The Lord. God is sending it. He says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Look at this, and this is what's happening today. And it says, and not a famine of bread, nor of the thirst for water, but of what? The hearing the words of the Lord. Interesting. God says it's not going to be about food. It's not going to be about water. It's going to, drought will come, the famine will come from the hearing of the word of the Lord. Now, remember this word hearing right here. Very, very important. The famine will be because of the hearing 
the words of the Lord. Verse 12 says, And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and what? And shall not find it. People will be running from place to place. You remember, oftentimes we may get some visitors and they say, we've been searching for a church. Well, how long do you have to search to find God? All you have to do is sit still. If you sit still and open your ear and hear the word of God, you ain't got to keep on running. But all they're doing is fulfilling the scripture. See, this is what the word says. He says, they will run from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. Well, they're running this. They're running from the north to the east. He didn't say they're running from north, east, south, and west. He said they're running from the north, and then he says they're running even to the east. Now, the north is the dark side. See, the north is the dark side. And, and see, they're, they're running. It's an unfavorable journey. You know, it's an, they're running from uncharted lands. And one thing about, uh, about the north side, see, this is where Satan sets up his kingdom. So in, in the north side, when you look at Isaiah chapter number 14, I believe, it talks about how Satan said he was going to set up uh, the congregation in, in the north. So that's the dark side. Then he says he's going to even, they will even go to the east. Now the east is where we have knowledge and truth. So they run from place to place. One time they, they, in the world, the dark side, following Satan. And the next point, here it is, they're hungry for, the, for uh, uh, truth and knowledge. But what did the word of God say? They ain't going to get it. And the reason he says, and they shall wander. I, want, I praise God I am, not a wanderer. He said they shall wander from sea, from sea to sea, from place to place, from spirit to spirit. And he says from the north even to the east, they shall run to and forth to seek. The, they're looking for the word. They're looking for the word. And the sad part is when they find the word, they don't realize it's the word. Why is it? Because they're dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. See, when you're dull of hearing, I mean, anything will sound good to you. You know, or, or some emotions will feel good to you too. I mean, can, people can get all into the, to the praise and worship. But when it comes down to the Word of God, the most important, what do they do? Go to sleep. It's amazing. I mean... God, the word, the praise and worship, it, it destroys yokes. That's why it's so important, you know, the people that, that, that operate and been gifted to be part of that praise and worship. And even those that, that, that love the Lord and, and pray and intercede, God says it's so important because you're destroying yokes. People come in with all kind of problems. We ourselves come in with all kind of problems. So we need some, some, some yoke breaking, destroying our, our power. Amen. To be able to, to free one, other, one another up so we can hear the word of God. Amen. He says now, uh, and back in verse 11, he says, that, uh, but of the hearing the words of the Lord. The famine is going to come from the hearing of the words of the Lord. Now, let's go to the book of Romans. Go to the book of Romans. Talk about this hearing. <laughs> hearing of the, the famine has to do with the hearing of the word. Now, Romans chapter number 10. Romans. Romans chapter number 10, hearing the word of God, hearing, hearing. See, he says the famines are going to come from hearing the word of God. That's how, where it's going to come from, hearing. Right now, looking at Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter number 10, are we there? 
New Testament, Romans chapter number 10. I'm going to read verse 13, but the key verse is 17. Uh, verse 13 says, For who shall, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? Now, verse 15 says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? Amen? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. That's why it's still running to and fro. For Isaiah says, Lord, who have believed our report? Now look at verse 17. 17 says, so then what comes by hearing? Faith. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the what? The word of God. So if we don't hear the word of God, we don't have no faith. Because see, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So whenever there's a deficiency in our faith, we can't hear the word of God. See, when, 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 the, when the joy of the, of the Lord is no longer our strength, then our faith is not in operation. So it's very important that at all costs, we need to take that certain measure of faith and sow in the dry season in our life. Amen? Because, see, there is profit. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. There is profit when we begin to sow our faith in that dry ground because then you've got to have faith for a harvest. And see, when he sowed, he, he trusted and he believed that if something was going to happen. Now, let's go to St. Luke chapter number 18. St. Luke chapter number 18. St. Luke chapter number 18. Now, this helped me to understand this particular scripture. You know, I wondered why was it that, that, that when, when the widow was going to the unjust judge, we're talking about St. Luke chapter number 18, I wondered why was it when the, when the widow was going to the unjust judge and, and she kept on aggravating and aggravating to finally he gave in, finally gave in. But then here comes a verse uh, right after he gives in and he talks about how if the elect how God will avenge for them. Now, all of a sudden, verse number 8, then God says, Jesus Christ says this. Verse number 8, uh, St. Luke chapter number 18. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Talking about the elect. We keep on pressing God for the things that we want. But watch this latter part. It says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find what? Faith on the earth. I'm like, wow, God, shall he find faith? Why? Because there's such a deficiency in faith. Nobody believes in God anymore. This morning we was on our, on our way to, to pick up our, our sister Sandra, and, and uh, as we drove by, there was this man, he was mowing his lawn. <laughs> he was mowing his lawn, you know. If you don't see him mowing the lawn, you'll see him washing the car, they're laying in the bed, whatever, whatever satisfies the flesh. See, that was operating, operating in that Philistine spirit, the vices of the flesh. So 
And people don't believe God anymore. They, they, they have no faith. You know, they don't reverence God anymore. They, they don't reverence the house of God anymore. I mean, they, don't, they, don't, they do not respect the people of God anymore. But God says, now, well, I have faith. See, people do not believe that whatever circumstance and the situations they may find in their life, that if we operate in faith, God will bring those things to pass. Because he said, call those things that are not. As though they were. In other words, you've got to see as it as it already is, that it already exists. Amen. When we don't see that, then it will never happen. See, that's why we we got to sow our faith. And it's an uncommon ground. It's a famine. My, my, I'm not anybody where they used to be in God. You know how it is you when you just was on oh I hear you, Holy Spirit. You know how it was when we was on fire for God. You know, couldn't wait to see the saints of God. Couldn't wait to come and fellowship with God. To be with the saints of God. Now it's like, okay, we're calm, we're calm, we don't, we don't. You know what I'm saying? See, the fire is gone. But God says, so our faith to get us back to that place where we used to be. You know how, how it is when you get in this word right here. You, you can't put it down. It's just like when you pick it up, you say, oh, my God, I, I hate to leave. You know how it is. You, you got to go somewhere, but you've been in the Word. You've been turning that Word over in your mind. You've been meditating on the Word of God, and, and it's and got so good, you don't want to get up and leave. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because you're in the presence of God, and you got that Word. You, you know, it's so good. Are we, anybody like here? Anybody there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, are we in that uh, uh, place of deficiency in our faith? You know, you know, it's not, we're not on fire like we used to be. Amen. We're not, I hear your Holy Spirit, we're not hungry for this like we used to be. Amen. We're hungry to satisfy the flesh. Amen. But we're not hungry enough to satisfy the spirit man. You see, it's the spirit man that, that, that makes the thing come alive. See, we've got to operate in the spirit realm. See, so often we do not operate in the spirit realm. Amen. How, God, you're just an awesome God. He, he whew. He is an awesome God. Yes, I, I'm so excited. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know about y'all, but I can tell you about me. There are days when I don't always sit down early in the morning like I normally do. Because the first thing I normally do every morning, I go down in my room and it's me and God. Amen. And if I've got some kind of situations that come up, I've got a call, I've got something I think I, I, think I need to do, then I'll say, Lord, I'll get you this afternoon. Have I done that before? It's, it's not the Holy Ghost real or not. Is it not real? And then, all, and, and if you've really got a relationship with him, all day long while you're out doing what you're doing, you, you, that the tug and that pull is there. Uh, you know you're supposed to spend that time with me. There's a longing. Amen. Surely y'all had the longing, right? There's a longing to get back to that word. And then when you come back, I do, I come back repenting. Amen. I, do y'all come back repenting? I come back repenting and say, God, please forgive me because, see, the first priority for me and for my day is to have a time, spend time with God. Because if I spend time with the Lord in the very beginning, my whole day, no matter what comes up, then the Holy Spirit, He's going to work on my behalf. Amen. But some days when we just put something else before Him, well, our day can go crazy. Amen. Anybody's days gone crazy before because we failed to do what God told us to do? Put Him first. Amen. So this is very important. Now let's go back. Let's go back to Genesis chapter number 26. Because see, this is what's lacking. This is what's lacking in our society. This is what's lacking in the body of Christ. It's our faith. There's a deficiency in our faith. We don't believe God like we used to. Amen. 
You know, we don't believe the Lord. We can find time for everything else, but we can't find time to, to, to witness. And better yet, we're going to see how friends and family day go. First Sunday in May. How many people have we already invited and, and, and hoping and praying that we bring some, some other people come in so they may hear about the word of the Lord. Amen. So th- th- that's another thing. Amen. Sometimes we can get too comfortable with just us. Because, you know, when people do come, they do bring spirits. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They do bring spirits, right? Amen. But you know what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. See, that's where your faith can start to operate. You know, listen, come on in. I got something for you called the Holy Ghost. And you release that anointing and sooner or later things will change. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, going back to Genesis chapter number 26, we're talking about an uncommon harvest. He's in an uncommon ground. He sowed. Now, he sowed his faith. Now, watch what happens now when, when, we, when we sow our faith in that ground wherein God has told us to, to sow. Looking at verse number 13, it says, And the man waxed great. Okay? And he do what? He went forward. Whenever we sow our faith in that uncommon ground, God said, automatically you start going forward. You automatically go forward. Then he says, not only did he go forward, but he said, and he grew until he became what? Very great. See, that's why it's important to operate in faith. Because faith will take us forward. See, if we have a lack in faith, we won't go forward. Have, have you ever went for an interview for a job and, you know, uh, and still believe in God is yours? I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. Well, you just, you just already put the words on it. You, you've already counseled what, what was yours. Amen. See, that's why it's dangerous uh, speaking negativity. We can always speak something positive. Because when we're speaking negative, we're killing. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Whenever we're ki- when we speak never- negativity, we are killing our dreams. Amen. We are killing our dreams. So, so, so when we're operating that faith, you are moving forward. Then you will grow spiritually. And then all of a sudden you become a spiritual giant in the Lord. A spiritual giant in the Lord. Now, verse number 14 says, For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great stores of servants. And the what? The Philistines, which are the vices of the flesh, envied him. When you start growing in the Spirit, look for some enemies, and they're not always enemies of the world. You can have some church folk that can become envious of you when you begin to grow in the Lord. Amen? See, the enemy's not always out there. Sometimes they're right in the house. Amen? And you start growing. And why would they be envious? Why? When they all get the same teaching. And, and the thing is, when you apply what you're being taught and you begin to grow in God. You know, when you begin to grow in God, everybody needs to be giving God praise and glory. Amen? Because then you begin to operate in your faith. He says, now, see, the Philistines are those vices of the flesh. Because, see, the vices of the flesh can start operating in us and cause jealousy. Amen? You know, it, it can cause jealousy. Amen? You know, two nickels and a dime can cause jealousy. Amen. Amen. And don't, don't appear to look, uh, you got, y'all got the word, appear to look prosperous because all of a sudden, then here come the, the vices of the flesh, envy and jealousy, not knowing the hell you had to go through to get where you are. Amen. See, so you have to understand that. Now, verse number 15 says, 
For all the wells which his father's servant had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines, about the vices of the flesh, had stopped them and filled them with what? With the earth. He's saying here, the word is saying here, now, uh, during the time of his father, when, when we're operating in, the, in that faith, when there was a deficiency of the faith, and when we had faith, it says when he did the well, that what happened, it was the Philistines, the vices of the flesh, that will stop up our well, that will come down to our faith. Our flesh, the vices of the flesh, will stop up the wells. Why? It does not want us to proceed. It does not want us to prosper in God. It says, and it says he stopped them. He stopped them and filled them with earth. Well, God says, I said, God, what is he filling with dirt? He says, No. What, what the enemy does, he fills us with self. Huh. That's how we get stopped up. That's how we. That's why we need a spiritual enema. Amen. We we need to get flushed out. You know, self has to get flushed out, amen, in order to grow. As long as self is on the throne, we will never grow, amen. And self's job is to stop us up every time so we can't grow in God. Now, let's, let's continue, let's continue. Now, verse number 17 says, And Isaac, of my dad, Joy, had departed thence, and he pitched his tent, watch what happens, in the valley of Gerar, and dwell there. Now, Gerar, we know Gerar means a place where we meditate and we turn the word over in our mind, where we consider and we think about things before we act upon them. But there's one other thing that the word talks here. He says, now he's moved to the valley of Gerar. The valley is where the nutrients are. Where do I get my nutrients? From the word of God. See, not only do you meditate day and night, but you've got to get in this book. As you think on what God has spoken to us through the Word, this is where your nutrients are, right here. Your nutrients is in the Word of God. Now, watch what happens when we get in the valley of it. I mean, that means you're going to get down in the, in, in the gully of it, in, in the valley where all those nutrients that you need for, for our spiritual being. Amen? Now, verse number 18 says, And Isaac... He digged again. See, you can't give up. See, in order for it to say, and Isaac digged again the wells with the S of water. So that means, okay, it didn't work that time, so I got to do it again. I got to keep on digging until I find what I need from the Lord. Then he says, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them. After the death, oh my God, after the death of Abraham. Now, with Abraham being symbolic of our faith, now, you will understand that whatever our faith is dwindling, the enemy will do his best to make sure that he stopped up every well. He'll, he'll make, he will make sure that there's nothing is there. But when you keep on digging, you keep on digging, watch what it says. Now, verse number 19 says, And Isaac's servants, he dig in the valley, and he found there a uh, found there a well of what? Springing water. See, when, when we really dig, when we keep on digging, we keep releasing our faith, and, and we keep going back, we keep going back to God, we keep going back to God, after a while, there's going to come that, that reservoir that's on the inside of us, it's going to start springing up. It'll begin to flow again. Amen. It'll begin to flow again. I don't know about y'all, but I want my, the water of the Holy Spirit to continuously flow. 
Oh, nothing of me in there to stop it up. Amen. But this is an uncommon harvest. You want that, an uncommon harvest in an uncommon ground. Understand, Satan will always do what he can to destroy or fill up those wells so you cannot move forward and grow and become very great in God. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. It's about, it is about our faith. It's about our faith. It's about our faith. It's about your faith. It's about my faith. Make sure in whatever situation we find ourselves in, we sow our faith into that ground. We got, we got to plant. We got to plant that faith. Plant it. And just trust God for a harvest. You got to trust and believe God for a harvest. This is an uncommon ground. Oh my God, you me tell me I got to believe like this, all this, daughter. And God says, sow. Sow your faith. Sow your faith. And then he said, when you sow your faith, he said, watch me work. Not, not me, but watch him work. Watch God work when we sow our faith. Amen. And then that, that jo- the joy of the Lord, that's our strength, all of a sudden we'll, you know, it'll, it'll begin to submerge. Something will begin to happen on the inside. We'll become excited about the Word of God again. We'll be excited about fellowship, all that. We'll be excited. Amen. So, I mean, how many, how many people will receive that challenge today? To sow your faith in that uncommon ground. Amen. You got to so 